Hi there. Welcome to Growing Together with TI podcast. In each episode, I will aim to encourage, share practical wisdom and insight from God's word to help you grow in your intimacy with God, irrespective of how busy you are. Growing in your walk with God is possible. Intimacy with God is possible. And I'm here to serve as your tour guide through your God adventure. Hi, family. Welcome to another episode of Growing Together with CI podcast. Over the last three episodes, we've started to unpack our theme for the year, Deeper. We've discussed Deeper. We've discussed what it means to desire God. And we've looked at a truly hungry Bible character. Today, we have a guest, a guest who I know has lived through this journey of hunger, desiring God, and is now experiencing an intimate relationship with God. Let us please welcome my friend, Mrs. Tosi Sani. Tosi Sani is a woman incredibly loved by God and called to spread the message of his redemptive love and grace. She's a speaker, writer, and relationship coach committed to seeing people truly live free. Oh my God, this is so true. Thank you. Thank you, Tosi, for coming on today's show. It's an honor to have you here. And thank you for sharing your life and story with us in your new book, Unchained. Ah, I've read that book. Guys, that book is a blessing. It is well-written, it is fun and easy to read. Above all, it is thought-provoking, insightful, and filled with the wisdom of God. You can connect with Tosi and order her book through her Instagram page at Tosi Yemisani or her website, www.tosinsani.com for more details. All right, so... Welcome, welcome, Tosin. Let's get right into it. So, Tosin, can you please tell us about yourself and your journey to your current depth with God? Was it a smooth ride? Were there any incidences? Did anything happen? You know, was it just that? I mean, I know that you're a pastor's daughter. So was it just like, oh, revelation and all the way? (laughs) Oh, wow. First of all, thank you so much, Amaka, for having me. I'm absolutely honored and excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And welcome, everyone. So to just get right into this, I had always been a church girl, but I wasn't just a church girl. I genuinely loved the Lord and pursued intimacy with him since I was a little girl. And I was also blessed to have pastor parents, like you said, who genuinely loved the Lord and walked their talk. So logically, my relationship with God was supposed to blossom fully and my communion with him was supposed to be unbroken, but that wasn't my story. So I experienced certain things in my childhood and adolescence that left a hole in my heart, a hole that I covered up with a lot of murk and dirt. Mm. So from sexual molestation to questioning my gifts and abilities, self-doubt to generally having a warped sense of identity, I was set up to take a long walk away from God. So even while I was walking away from God, I still looked like church. I still spoke like church, but my heart was drifting further and further away from God. The further I drifted, the deeper I fell into this this deep, dark, slimy pit of sexual sin, a destiny-destroying engagement, as I call it, other failed relationships. My identity was just totally misplaced. 
And at some point I was unrepentantly lost. Like I was not even repentant about it. And then even when I started to find my way back, I realized that the cords of self-condemnation and echoes of accusation were strangling and holding me hostage. And time will not even permit me to share the entire journey in this conversation, but my change began when I encountered a revelation of God's love and started looking into the perfect law of liberty and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The more I allowed myself experience God's unconditional love without restraint, without considering my failings and imperfections, just not allowing myself get in the way the more I got drawn into him and the more I wanted to know him. See, I was skillfully wooed into this inexplicable love relationship with him oh that I God. enjoy even in deeper dimensions today. Let me just pause. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm, I mean, guys, I have read her book and I, I've known Tosin for a very long time, but you know, there's a... There's an undeniable realness, and, and that that's one of the reasons, you know, I had I had no doubt when God put it on my heart to have to see um, on today's episode. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the word, an undeniable love affair. It's it's mm-hmm. it's so beautiful, so beautiful, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Tosin's is such a real life testimony of Isaiah one eighteen that says, come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Guys, deeper is possible. And that's really today's episode. That's what it's about. Deeper is possible. Don't let anything ever, ever make you think it isn't. You know, like Tosin has said, despite all the things, I mean, we can't unpack it, but it's a lot. And really, honestly, I'm not marketing, but you should absolutely get her book. You know, deeper is possible. And the, despite whatever it is that may have happened in your life, the, the what is most real, most tangible, most powerful is the love of God. Mm. All right. Thank you so much, Tus. Sure. All right. Um, so are you saying that irrespective of our sins, our shortcomings, our mess-ups, you know, like you said, um, how did you say, destiny-altering relationships, mm-hmm. are you saying mm-hmm. that it is still possible to have an intimate relationship with God, irrespective of all these things? Absolutely. Absolutely, Amaka. See, the biggest hindrance to a person's relationship with God is not sin. It's wow. religion. Okay, you have it's to say religion. that. You have to the say biggest, that. The biggest hindrance to a person's relationship with God is not sin. It is religion. Oh, okay. It's counterintuitive, but it's true. Did you notice that Jesus was always stern with the Pharisees? He was always quick to rebuke them. Why? Because they were full of themselves and completely empty of God. They thought they were righteous, but their righteousness was as a filthy rag before our God, whose name is holy. On the other hand, he was quick to reveal himself to those who accepted that they were unqualified. God justifies the ungodly. And he qualifies them to share an eternal relationship with him. So think about the disciples of Jesus, the very ones he called to do ministry with him. They were very imperfect. Some of them were bad, like bad, bad. Matthew, for instance. Matthew is not a guy that gets talked about often. 
But his call to discipleship is a significant expression of the very essence of God's love. So at the time when Jesus called his disciples, the Israelites were under the control and oppression of the Roman government. They were waiting for the Messiah to come free them and bring them into their promised new kingdom. So it was unthinkable that a Jew would work for the Roman government as a tax collector to extort money from his own brothers just because it was a high paying job. So Matthew was not just seen as a corrupt thief. He was also perceived as a conniving betrayer of his people. Oh he was God. seen as, as, as a despicable sinner. He wasn't liked by his own people. Yet we see Jesus honoring his invitation to have dinner with him and other disreputable sinners at his house. Wow. Peter. Peter was short-tempered. He had zero chill. <laughs> Jesus knew Peter would betray him. <laughs> yet he chose him as the rock upon which his church would be built. Paul, he persecuted the church of Christ, but he ended up writing nearly half of the, of the New Testament. Think about David now. David broke God's heart, but he was called a man after God's own heart still. <laughs> so remind me again, what is it about you that is so horrible that it has to be standing in the way of your intimacy with God? <laughs> the enemy is after your relationship with God. And there are two ways that the devil can attack your relationship with God. The first is to keep you feeling too filthy and guilty to approach God. When in fact, God is the color of the filthy. <laughs> Permit me to say that. And he's the justifier of the guilty. God calls you so he can clean you up, fix you, and then showcase you as his masterpiece. And the devil is very intimidated by that. Oh, the second way the enemy attacks your relationship with God is to keep you feeling self-righteous so that you are actually blind to spiritual realities. And I think that's even a worse place to be. The ultimate goal is to keep you from having a thriving relationship with God. If the devil can rob you of your relationship with God, he can rob you of everything God has planned, prepared, and perfected for you. And it's painful because this is not just stuff God is planning or, or preparing for you. It's stuff that he has already perfected from the beginning of time, but you will not be able to access it because you're letting the devil keep you away from God's presence. Hey, I'm so sorry. Like I've, I've, I've been trying my best to just, you know, keep calm, but I couldn't anymore. This is revelation. I'm like, God. you know, for every anyone listening, please. I mean, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I have never, in fact, you know, I've never seen it that way. That's the truth. I've never seen it that way with such precision. So there is nothing keeping you from God. Nothing. Deeper is possible. Is. There's, you know, there's a portion of scripture that says, what can separate us from the love of God? Mm, yes. And I think that's just apt. Deeper is possible. Guys, okay. don't let the devil deceive you by, by thinking, to make you think that, oh, sin is the issue. It's not the issue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and don't let him even deceive you into self-righteousness you are only righteous in christ jesus this is this Absolutely. is light thank Absolutely. you god bless you to see this is this is Amen. wow god this bless you wow wow he is the justifier Amen. of the city this is wow god. hallelujah Amen. wow okay so so my next question so how did you find god again i mean you know, this, I'm, I'm still recovering from your last response. And, you know, how did you come after everything that happened that, you know, you talked about, mm -hmm. 
relationships, sexual sins, and all of that. How did you find God again? Like, what steps did you take? And and really, what do you recommend for that person who just feels, you know what, a lot has happened, this, a lot of water has gone on that bridge, and I don't even know how to get back. So what would you recommend? Okay, so the first thing is this, you need to get to the end of yourself. And that was the first thing that happened to me. I got to the end of myself. I realized that I was running on empty. I saw a clear revelation of my own entrapment and I wanted out so bad. But the beautiful thing is this, it's always his grace that pursues us. It's not really us that pursues him. So it was his grace pursuing me all along. And he showed me how I never came to him for the healing of my soul, even though I had a relationship with him. So I had to learn to lean in to him. I had to learn to sit with him. I had to study his word so that I could really know his character and my identity. I had to let go. And this is what someone listening to me has to do. I had to let go of preconceived notions, biases, stories about God. And I began to know him in a fresh, new, unadulterated way through his word. I read books, I listened to sermons, I situated myself in godly environments. Who are your friends? Who are you? Where are you situated? <laughs> There's only a certain kind of environment that you can flourish in. Okay? So you need to situate yourself in godly environments. I confessed the word. That's where all your identity is. I confessed the word. I got hungry and I ate, I ate, I ate. Okay? So someone might need to go get a study Bible. Do you journal? You might need to get a journal. Okay. And someone might even need to ask the Lord to just yoke them with a spiritual mentor that can help them and keep them accountable. These were some of the things that I did that I believe really, really helped me get on that journey of um, being intimate with the Lord again. Thank you. Yeah. Like guys, I was writing. <laughs> I was writing, I was writing because I wanted to be, I want to, you know, really just go back to these things again. Um, you know, Tosin has said some really, really vital things and I'm gonna, I'm just going to sort of rehash those things for you. She said, you know, she came to God for the healing of her soul. And I absolutely agree with that point, you know. Um, so after I lost my, my mom, Mm -hmm. and, and even my, I think first even losing my father, losing my dad, mm -hmm. church was normal and you would go to church, but you really, I, I, I never really asked God to heal me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was going around broken and wounded on the inside, but going to church and then yeah. my mom died. And mm. let me just say, I, I can't even say I was broken. Mm -hmm. I was ripped to shreds because remember I was already on you know thin ice yeah and then another thing happened so whatever foundation I should have had was completely yeah. gone and yeah. truly I know the power of really asking God to heal your wounded heart yeah. and I yeah. think you know Tosin couldn't have said it in a more apt way come to God for the healing of your soul then mm -hmm. throw down preconceived notions the religion the lessons we've learned you know ask and I love how she said it, be hungry and thirsty for him. And I'm so glad that we've addressed hunger and thirst yeah. um, in the previous episode. Situate yourself in godly relationships, study, confess the word, because that's where your identity is. 
feed feed on the word the bible says that words did i find and i did eat them and they were held to my bones and that scripture is just perfect journal and um pray for um she said mentorships but i I would just summarize that as divine relationships friendships associations communities and this is this is this is such 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 an insightful um session to see thank you so much god bless you praise god amen hallelujah all right in your book you reference the samaritan woman at the well and this this immediately i read it i mean this reached out to me because of course the previous episode is um the, i titled it, it the portrait of a hungry and thirsty lady and the mm-hmm. story was really about the woman at the well and so when mm-hmm. i saw that in your book i was like oh okay so why did you wrap up your book with her story i mean what what was it for you and, and why did that story it, it just seemed i mean your, your book is called unchained but why her why her Oh, the Samaritan woman of at the well. That's my girl. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. She's my girl. She's actually one of my my own um, spiritual prototypes, and she's a foreigner for me in ministry. She is. Wow. Wow. So yeah, it blows my mind that this woman, who had been locked in an ugly cycle of adultery, emotional thirst, and instability was the first one that Jesus would ever fully open up himself to and reveal his true identity to. This thing is sweet, guys. See, up until then, Jesus hadn't revealed himself as the Messiah to anyone. He didn't tell religious leaders. He didn't tell some powerful figure in the Roman Empire. He didn't even tell his disciples with whom he was doing ministry. His disciples called him rabbi. They didn't know he was the Messiah. At best, they knew him as son of man, which was how Jesus addressed himself a lot of times. But that didn't even carry a lot of weight because in the Old Testament, God had referred to prophet Ezekiel as son of man. So it didn't carry a lot of weight. Or they knew him as son of God, which also didn't carry a lot of weight either because the Israelites saw themselves as God's own possession, as children of God. So Jesus' claim as the son of God was nothing extraordinary. They didn't know who he was. Then in a very private interchange, Jesus goes off and tells an adulterous, outcast woman with whom, by the way, going by the religious and traditional setting of that day, he shouldn't have been seen having a conversation with her. He goes off and tells her that he is the Messiah. Come on. (laughs) If that is not love, grace, favor, compassion, passion itself, I don't know what to call it. See, like I said earlier, the way he wooed me, he wooed this woman with his love and identity. Her life was instantly transformed when she encountered a revelation of his identity. Listen, her transformation didn't occur when he told her all about her past. She wasn't moved by that because she thought, oh, you must be a prophet. No surprises that you know all about me. She wasn't moved. Her turning point came when she received a true relation of his identity as the Messiah. It was at that point that she dropped her water pot and began her evangelistic ministry. (laughs) See, history records that this woman, who we now know as Saint Fortina, she went on to become one of the greatest apostles of her day, taking the message of grace that she had encountered to the ends of the earth. 
Her ministry was as effective as it was because it was based on a personal encounter with grace. In one conversation, this woman went from adulterer to apostle. Come on, that's what a drink of living water does to you. When grace collides with your garbage, you become an unrivaled force in God's kingdom. That's it, my sister. That's it, guys. I'm holding myself back from screaming. Ah! I'm so, so I mean, this has been so good. When grace collides with your garbage, she went from adulterous woman to apostle in one conversation. Okay. And, you know, you know, when Tosin started speaking about this woman being, you know, a model for her in ministry, I'm thinking, oh, okay. I, oh. last year I was reading my Bible. I mean, I've always known the story of the woman at the well, but I was reading my Bible last year in 2020 and I caught something in this, in this, um, you know, encounter. It was about Jesus being the fountain of life, living oh. water. And it's, 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 it blew my mind. So guys, really one encounter with God, one encounter with the living water, Jesus can transform your garbage to glory yes that's good one encounter all you have to do is hunger and thirst mm -hmm. and be filled and just go back mm -hmm. again i mean listen to this episode over and over as many times as you like bless that's why it's a podcast right and oh my god mm -hmm. to see I feel like we should go on and on and on, but we have just mm -hmm. a few minutes. This has been an insightful, mm -hmm. light-sharing session. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, You're Jesus. Welcome. Welcome. I've been blessed. I've been so blessed. And I'm sure everyone listening, I pray that you have such an illuminating experience. I think that's the word. Mm -hmm. Experience that the light of God's word just goes through your heart, goes through your soul and illuminates your heart and illuminates your soul in Jesus' name. Thank you so Amen. much. Guys, our action point You're for so today welcome. is very simple. Um, the action point is to reach out to Tosin Sani on social media through her Instagram or Facebook at Tosin Yemisani or through her website, which again is www.tosinsani.com. I think that you should order her book as well. Trust me, it is transformational. And I want you to write this down. Irrespective of my past, God loves me and wants an intimate relationship with me. Don't let the devil cheat you out of your glorious destiny. Irrespective of whatever it is, God loves you and wants an intimate relationship with you because you're, he's, he's your father. And keep that in mind. Thank you so much for listening. And Tosin, can you please just share a word of prayer with us? Father, we thank you. We thank you because your love is new every morning and you are so in love with us. Lord, I ask that your children listening to this podcast will have encounters and revelation of your true nature and character that these encounters will birth them into unprecedented depths and heights in their walk with you. Amen. I ask this in no other name, but in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Guys, it's been a pleasure bringing you God's word today. See you at, in the next episode of Growing Together with CI. Bye. 
Thank you for joining me on today's episode. See you next time and don't forget to keep growing. There's so much more in God and he's interested in you. Love, CI.